All right. It's uh, it's hard to make decisions, you know, especially right now when the world feels a little tipsy-turvy and you're trying to make decisions about work or about school or whatever. So we have one of our favorite pastors on the phone with us this morning. His name is Scott Longyear. And we're very thankful, Scott, that you're joining us this morning to help us make good decisions. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good to be with you guys. Great to have you. So we know Scott from Scott's Daily Word yep. uh, on the radio, which is a, a segment that he has each day. Um, and also from Maryland Community Church in Terre Haute. Yeah, so Scott, we know that you've written a book kind of on this topic too, at least it hits on it, and so I want to give you a chance to plug that in a couple of minutes here. But for those listening who they're trying to make a decision and things feel maybe anxious right now or stressful, that they just feel weird during all of the things that are going on right now, what are some of the best steps to make a decision when, you know, we really want to make the right one, the best one? Man, yeah, and, and, and what a season that we're in when it comes to decision-making. You know, I, I think a lot of us are uh, suffering from decision fatigue because you make a decision and then three minutes later, all everything that you base the decision on just changed. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. I, was, uh, I was walking out of the house today, and I told my wife, like, hey, I'm going to talk to Jonathan Lindsay today on the phone about uh, making decisions. And she just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> like, She's I, like, what? This is big time, right? So uh, here's here's a great framework um, that I try to use when I run through through decision making. Um, first of all, you got to start like by asking asking the Lord. So James one says, "If any of you lack wisdom, and we all lack wisdom, right? If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives to all." And then it says this without finding fault. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow, I, I want to like ask God for wisdom, but I'm like, oh, well, I don't know if God's going to give it to me or not. And Lord's like, if you ask me, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. And then that verse goes on and says, says when you ask, you don't doubt. Like you know that He's going to give it give it to you. And so the first place we start is to say, God, I have a situation, and I want to ask you for wisdom. And Your Word says that when I ask, You're going to give it. So if you ask God for wisdom then we have to act like he's going to give us the wisdom or that he's already given. So sometimes my prayer is like, God, I thank you that you're giving wisdom right now, mm-hmm. and I thank you that wisdom is on the way. So we ask God, and he gives wisdom, right? So, but then the question is, well, how does he do that? Do I, does he just strike me with lightning? What happens? And so here's some ways that he gives wisdom. He, he gives wisdom through the Bible, right? He will never contradict his word. Um, and so, so we want to make sure that we're in scripture and that we're, we're looking for what it has to say to any situation that we're in, or that he's just forming us through scripture in a place where we're able to listen. The second way is prayer. Like, and prayer is a two-way street. We just think prayer is like, I'm just telling God everything that I want on my wish list. And it's really a, a two, two-way street. And it's got to be part of our lives to the point that Here's the mistake we make, guys, is that sometimes we're like, I- I'm going to pray when I need to make a decision. That's the only time we pray. And then it's like, is that the voice of the Lord? Well, we don't know because we're not used to listening to the voice of the Lord. So the more that we have this daily time or this really moment-by-moment moment time where we're listening to the Lord, then when the big decisions come up, we're like, yep, that's the Lord's voice because I recognize His voice. That's because right. I met with Him last Thursday. I met with Him <laughs> today. I met with Him a few minutes ago. Uh, also want to look at circumstances. Right, we're asking God to move, and so He's going to move through circumstances. But this is really tricky because as we make decisions, like we don't want to read too much into them. Mm-hmm. What happens a lot of times is we ask God for wisdom to make a decision that we've already made, mm-hmm. and so now we're looking for circumstances to back up what we what we've already made. So I'm like, okay, God, you, yes or no, here or there, you tell me what you want. Um, I also love to employ some spiritual advisors around me. 
uh, that's, so those are trusted spiritual advisors that I have that will give me their opinion to say, like, I'm looking at this. What do you think? How do you think that this all, this all flies? And that means that I'm not taking advice from everyone. And everybody wants to give advice. Well, we should do this and do this and do this. And then you get locked up because you're like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disappoint somebody mm-hmm. in my decision. Yes, you are going to disappoint somebody in your decision. And then you have to decide is the final step. You decide and then don't look back. Mm-hmm. Decide and don't look back. And I'm terrible about this. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's like, oh, I need, to buy, I need to buy a car. Then you buy a car. And then you buy the car and you're still looking for a car to see if you've got a good deal on the car. Quit doing that. Just be done. Be done. Right? Do it and move on. Yeah. That's interesting. That's really, yeah. really good. It's, um, I love that, that that prayer we pray, you know, God give me wisdom is like a yes. It's always a yes. Like he's right. never going to say no to that. And that's something that we can be confident in. And I think you're saying too, just be, be confident in the fact that he's going to give you that, be confident in where he leads and then be confident after you're done with the decision. So on one hand, it's nice to have options mm-hmm. and not be chained into a certain circumstance. On the other hand, Decisions are so hard. <laughs> They're really stressful. Uh, they can cause anxiety. They keep you up at night. You know, you can't sleep. So this morning we're talking about decision making and making decisions based on what God wants for your life because that's the best. That's what we know is the best. So Scott Longyear, he is one of our favorite pastors. He's on the phone this morning. He's from Maryland Community Church. Just wrote the book Soul Coma. If you want to check it out helping us with decision-making. So I I know at least two people right now that are thinking about a job situation and they're thinking about, okay, I could do this, I could do that. They're both like super good situations. Um, And I know, you know, many people also that it's really heavy on their mind about, you know, am I going to send my kid to school in the fall, given all these situations, or if they have the opportunity to, you know, have them learn remotely from home, but then that's going to mess up my childcare situation. So like, let's just say you were in one or both of those scenarios. What might your prayer sound like? Um, probably help. (laughs) 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 Like, like I'm thick headed, like, please help me through, through this whole, this whole deal. I would, uh, I would process with the Lord and I would process, um, the decision is like this. Um, does this, does this line up with God's mission? Like, does this decision line up with God's mission? So if it's a, if it's a job deal, does this line up with the Lord's mission? Um, and so you've got to know what that is. You know, the Lord says, I came to seek and save the lost. Like, what does this do, uh, do in that? And then I think you have to ask the question, too, does this line up with my personal mission? You know, I was, uh, I was talking with, with a friend uh, some time ago, and uh, he's in Texas, and he's like, he's like man, he's like, I'll I tell you what, if you want to make some money, why don't you come work for me in home building? And I'm like, oh, man, you know, who doesn't want to make money, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was like, but I was able to immediately look at him and go, man, I, I appreciate the offer, but that's not my mission. Mm-hmm. That may be somebody else's mission, but my mission right now is not that. I'm clear on what I'm supposed to be about. And so I would lay those decisions against that. You know, and here's the thing, guys. You know, I think sometimes the Lord's like, I don't care. Not that he doesn't care, but he's like, why don't you just make the decision, and I'm going to bless you either way. Mm-hmm. I really think there's a place where you can, you can be so connected to the Lord. It says that he gives us the desires of our hearts because our desires are like his. Like, you really think our Father is going to go, like, oh, took the wrong job. I am shutting off all of my presence <laughs> and all of my blessings to you now yeah. like, because you took that job. You know, I, so I think you can get to the place where the Lord's like, I want to bless you in the, in the middle of, of what you're doing. And then I think you have to tell yourself, too, like, I'm making the best decision with the information that I have mm-hmm. right now. 
yeah. that's the good. information I have right now. Yep. And I'm going to have more information three days from now, and I may have made a decision differently, but it's already made. So like mm-hmm. we talked about before, like you make, it, you make it and you don't look back. That's good. 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 Okay, last question. You talked about this kind of earlier about recognizing God's voice. So feel free to repeat your answer. But how do we know if we're hearing from God? Um, sometimes it might be like, okay, is this God or is this me? Or is this my, my mom's voice in my head? Or whose voice is this? And how to like connect with him and really know when he's speaking to you? Yeah, you know, Lindsay, that is, it is so hard, right? And, and I feel like I've got a great relationship with the Lord, but I miss it sometimes. And so um, I try to take my own agenda off the table and say, God, if you say no, that's what I want. If you say yes, that's what I want. And then, and then I'm like, okay, this is, I believe this is what you're saying. And so now I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to walk ahead in that until you say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm going to have some other people around me too and say, hey, this is crazy, but I think the Lord's saying this. What do you think? And they're able to look at me and go, I, I think you had too much Mexican last time. Yeah. <laughs> you're off your rocker. You. <laughs> right, right. And then I'm looking as I'm taking those steps. If I'm like, okay, Lord, I think this is you. So I'm taking steps in that. I'm like rattling door handles. I never want to like, uh, you know, throw my whole weight in a door and open a door myself. But I'm going to check and see if that door is unlocked. Uh-huh. And I'm going to walk through that. And as I'm doing that, I'm seeing if the Lord is moving in that and he's blessing that. Or if he's like, what are you doing here? Well, I really hope a lot of people are listening this morning who need to make decisions that this is helping out. Um, if you missed part of our discussion with Scott Longyear, you can hear the whole thing on the Jesus and Food podcast uh, after 10 o'clock this morning. I hate to make any comment about people's names, but his name is so appropriate right now. Because am I wrong that 2020 has been like the <laughs> longest year ever? You could just call him like Scott 2020. And oh, we, we would totally... No, who wants that name? We would totally know. <laughs> ScottLongyear.com. Thanks for your uh, for your just, just being with us this morning. We talked about um, making decisions, hearing God's voice. We're going to talk a little bit more about that here in just a second. But tell us about your book because your book is a lot about, you know, this extraordinary life and getting your soul close to Jesus and just having kind of an, an exciting thing going on in your heart. Yeah, yeah, the book is called uh, Soul Coma. And just- what did you say it was titled? We didn't hear that. Uh, soul Coma. Soul Coma, okay. Soul coma. Yeah, so if wow. you've ever felt like your soul just like could use a wake-up call, so there's stuff in there like how to worship with intensity, how to how to give like it's it, like it doesn't belong to you, and, and there's a I break down in my system for praying in there, which is super simple, and then how, how Scripture can be part of your everyday life. And so, yeah, it's been helpful to several people, and then I've got a brand new resource, a brand new book, too, that's coming out in in September that uh, we can talk about maybe a different time. Awesome. Yeah, wow. That's cool. So it's Scott with one T longyear.com if you want to check out the book. And um, I, I promise you it'll be a good read. Uh, we, we like Scott. That's why we have him on here to talk about this good stuff. Totally. And we're going to hear some more next hour uh, from Scott, more on the decision-making you know, ideas. If you're in the middle of trying to make some decisions, probably a lot of people are. Uh, listen after eight o'clock. If you can't listen, uh, check out the Jesus and Food podcast later on today, and you'll be able to hear the whole conversation, Scott. So thanks for talking to us today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate all that you do. All right, real quick here. Let's see if we can uh, tabulate all the calories that we ate over the weekend. Oh, wow. Okay. That sounds like a all fun right, let's game. Let's see. I went to a fried chicken dinner at the Lions Club in Marseilles yesterday. At least 1,200. Okay, so 1,200 for that. I had uh, I went to a place called Filippo's Pizza mm. and had I would How say a half of the fourteen incher. Oh goodness, uh, nine nine hundred calories there. I had uh, let's see three RCs 
and those are a lot. A diet Pepsi, so that what we'll call that four hundred calories. Uh, yeah, at least. Not very much water. Six cups of coffee, we'll call that five calories. Oh yeah, it's not bad. One of them I did add uh, caramel vanilla coffee mate, Ooh. so we'll add seventy to that. Okay. How about you? Uh, I had uh, enchiladas from my favorite place, Mays, on Friday night. A okay. big enchilada platter with the rice, the refried beans. What do you think that's 1800 at? 1800 oh. for that. <laughs> okay. Um, we did Panda Express <laughs> oh, oh, last no. night. You know, the rice, <laughs> you know, the orange chicken, um, the fortune cookies. Okay. How much do you think that was? That was... Fourteen fifty. Okay, and then my last one I'll mention was on Friday. I was in Peoria, mm-hmm. Leonardo's. It's called. You get a you order a gallon of spaghetti oh, yes. and a torpedo. It's a, a what? It's a gondola. It's a oh, sandwich. Okay. Okay, and yeah. so I had plenty of helpings. I would say that's an easy thousand. I was see. I was going to say two thousand. Okay, fine. But your helpings are probably much smaller, smaller. than what I would have. Let's split the difference and go fifteen hundred. All right. What do we got? Uh, we have a grand total of 14,907 calories over the weekend. <laughs> and that's just the two of us. Yeah. And that's just, like Lindsay said. We didn't the, even mention all of them. It's the ones that she'll mention. Yeah. Kids are always listening to what's happening. Even if you and your spouse are having like a very important conversation, I just feel like I can't talk with the kids around. It's true. Because they hear everything. So that's why it's so important for the music that you play in the car to be music that they can listen to and that they can repeat the lyrics. That's true because they're getting more than you think they are. They really are. So uh, we've been having, you know, WBGL on in the car and um, my daughter really likes that song that we just played, Waymaker, Mm -hmm. from Michael W. Smith. And so we were playing Play-Doh and she just starts singing it. And so I started singing along with her and then I happened, like every good radio person does, Happened to have my little recording device on me. Now, this is Ruby, the yeah. uh, five-year-old. Yeah, almost, almost five. five. Me and Ruby yeah. singing Waymaker while we play Play-Doh. Oh. Waymaker, That is so sweet. <laughs> so now, I want to rewind worship. here yep. for a minute. Mm-hmm. I felt like I heard progress in this one. Okay. I feel like she's, because she usually says the light with the Y sound. I know. I feel like that's starting to go away. <laughs> I Let know. me. It was kind of like half light, half <laughs> dark. Let's get it. There's definitely still a smidge. If you're praying for something and it hasn't happened yet, I would encourage you to keep praying and keep hanging on. So I have a sister and she has a son and her son is autistic. So he's like nonverbal autistic and he is just the most wonderful, wonderful kid. But there are challenges that, For sure. that come with my nephew. So anyway, um, she has been she's been a single mom for years, like five years since Adrian was born. And our family has been praying, you know, off and on, like, well, whoever Molly meets is really going to need to be able to deal with and love this 
this kid, Adrian, my right. nephew. Which Ooh. you'd want to think that anybody could do that, but right. not necessarily. Yeah, it's true. Tri- it's tricky. So anyway, and complicated. So she starts dating this guy. They met online and he's the nicest guy ever. He actually, he listens to this show. Well. <laughs> so you know I already like him. <laughs> I liked him from the first time you ever said that. Hello. So, hello, yeah. What's, oh, well, we don't have to say his yeah. name if you don't want it's to, but fine. hi, hi, yes, hi. he knows who he is. So anyway, um, they're meeting, they're dating, whatever. Come to find out he has an autistic brother. Oh, no kidding. Yes. And wow. so he has a very special and soft place in his heart hmm. for those with autism. And so he just came into the family and he started taking care of my nephew and he's not bothered and he's not worried and he's totally into it. Well, you better be taking care of your sister too. Oh, and he is. Okay. He is doing that as Checking well. On that. But anyway, they got engaged oh, and they're going to yes. get married. Wow. What a happy little story it's there. so happy. And so our family is like, wow, like God is so amazing. Like you can pray for these things for years and you can ask for these, you know, little details, but it's a huge detail to us. And then God comes through like, hey, I got this. And maybe, you know, who knows exactly how your sister was feeling. But I mean, there's got to be some moments of doubt, insecurity, fear, whatever those little things are that can, you know, at least for me sometimes, encourage me to say, well, is it even worth praying for? Because it just doesn't seem likely. And here we get news like this. I know. So keep praying. All right. Now, Lindsay, do you have any opinion of uh, Oral Hershiser? No, I don't have much you opinion don't. about him. Okay. Well, I'm glad at least you know he's a person. Um, <laughs> a Los Angeles Dodgers uh, pitcher. Okay. Okay. Right, and, right, okay. right. So yeah. back in the day, uh, you know, he was a very big deal and a very good role model, a man of faith mm-hmm. and, you know, just an all around good guy. And so uh, they invited him on Johnny Carson and he sang four lines from a hymn and people just love that. Mm-hmm. So there's a dad and there's a son and they're taking a you know, road trip. And the son is just, this is back in the eighties, just absolutely fascinated with his baseball pitcher hero, Oral Hershiser. Mm -hmm. He had probably a hundred of his baseball cards and he wore a, you know, I hate to say it, but he wore a Los Angeles Dodgers baseball cap everywhere (laughs) he went. Okay. So they're on family vacation and what happens, but the, the boy who's, you know, just a young adolescent boy, accidentally left his beat-up Blue Dodgers hat at a Greasy Spoon diner that they stopped at for breakfast. Oh, no. Okay. And they realized it like 30 miles down the road. And then, of course, you're 30 miles down the road. You're the dad. Yeah, you got to make a decision. You're driving and you're thinking, okay, it's a beat-up hat. Yeah. It's not like it's autographed or anything. Right. Uh, But my son's pretty distraught about it. It's his favorite hat. It represents his team. We wore it to the games, all that kind of stuff. And um, so here's what the dad does. He makes an illegal U-turn <laughs> on the expressway. Oh, no. Now, if there are any police listening, please close your ears for just a minute. Right. And he drove back to get the hat. Oh, what a good dad. Um, so this is like basically, this, this is one of the articles in this book called 52 Things Kids Need from a Dad, uh, What Fathers Can Do to Make a Lifelong Difference. And the author, Jay Payleitner, says, you know, sometimes... Kids need their dad to make an illegal U-turn on the expressway and drive 30 miles back to the restaurant where your son left his Dodgers cap. Right. Um, right. So that's very specific, but do you feel like you understand the message he's saying in general? Yeah, we get the point for Uh sure. That's sweet. There it is. So I just sent an email to the WBGL staff, you know, people that I work with really closely, 
And I told him that uh, I dropped my phone in the Illinois River over the weekend. Oh, that's sad. And so, sorry, but you can't get a hold of me. (laughs) Nice. I mean, there's email, there's actual office phone. Or person-to-person contact, which I know you love that. I do love that. (laughs) I have an open-door policy. So anyway, um, so I said, yeah, get a hold of me that way. But then I actually, and I said, I dropped my phone in the Illinois River over the weekend, and a big fish swallowed it. Yeah. Which actually wasn't true. Okay. And I said in the email, I was just kidding about that last part. Mm-hmm. But they're all assuming that uh, I really did drop my phone in the river, and the the joke was that a fish swallowed it. Uh-huh. But in actuality, the whole part about me dropping the phone in the river was a joke. <laughs> okay. Because I got that email, and I said, well, that river? I'm so sorry about your phone. And yeah. then you were like, nah, that wasn't true. So, um, because both Lindsay and I grew up in a town where the Illinois River trucks right through. Right. And we like the Illinois River, so mm-hmm. we got nothing against it. Um, but yeah, so actually my phone is safe and secure at home in the off position okay. on my shelf where oh, from okay. time to time I put my phone in timeout. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or should I say I put myself in timeout because <laughs> your phone starts to take you over and you start seeing that number where it says screen time. How much have you been on your screen oh, time lately? Yeah. And I see that number and I'm just like... And you don't like that number. I can't. Okay. And then I read um, Hebrews 12, which at least I was just thinking of myself. I'm not thinking about anybody else. But, you know, Hebrews 11 tells about all these like heroes and all stars of the faith. And they did all these incredible things. And it wasn't because of what they did, because they had faith in God. Mm -hmm. So then it says, so as for us, you know, we have all these great witnesses that we came from. And so then it says, so since we have people before us that have done great things through faith, we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we uh, so easily fall into. And then it says, so I'm thinking of like being, having too much screen time here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of my phone is a wound. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all know. Isn't it the truth? It can be. Isn't it the source of so much <laughs> junk? So it says, anyway, I mean, maybe for you it's a phone, maybe it's something else. Yeah. But it says, once you've let go of that wound, this is a passion translation, I like how it says it, then we will be able to run Life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path has already been marked out before us. Wow. You just got to pay attention to it. All right. I have two questions that we didn't get to about your phone. Oh, yes. Thing. So what happened again? Um, so what happened was I decided to give my phone a break mm-hmm. or give me a break from my iPhone. You said time out. Yeah, I shut it off and I said, hello, you're going on the on the shelf for a while. <laughs> I'm not even going to bring you to work. Uh, me and you are never, ever, ever getting back together. Oh, I didn't actually say that. Yeah, but you're done with your but phone I was, for now. I got mad at my phone, so I put it away, emailed the staff here at WBGL, and just said, if you want to get a hold of me, it can't be the phone. Yeah. I dropped it in the Illinois River and a big fish swallowed it. <laughs> but I said, well, but that last part is just a joke. Yeah. So I admire this about you because you do you do this every once in a while. Yes. And um, I like that about you because all of us know we should put ourselves in a timeout. Yes, or, we should. Or put our phones in a timeout, but only Jonathan, I don't know anybody else, who actually does it. Okay, so let me tell you something about yourself. And I'm, I'm talking to everybody listening, myself, Lindsay, you driving okay. in the kitchen, wherever you are. You don't actually need your phone like to live okay to live yep and (laughs) breathe (laughs) you don't need your phone to live 
a happy, fulfilled okay. life. No, you're right. You are right. And so I have two questions because if somebody's listening and they're thinking, okay, I need to do that too, but Jonathan's the only one brave enough to actually do it. Okay. We want to learn from you. So right. the first question I have is how do we know when it's time to put our phone in a timeout? Like you get to mm. this place and you're like, that's it, I'm done. Well, I said in the last one we were talking about, I was just saying how I noticed a really high number on my screen time where it counts your screen time and tells you, yeah. you're on an average of this many hours per day. I didn't like that. But that was not the thing that set me over the edge. I think I was just feeling with a lot of like stress, anxiety, difficulty in my mind kind of thing over the yep. weekend. And I just have enough experience to know like that when I set my phone aside, mm -hmm. even though you wouldn't think it was your phone. Yeah, it is your just phone. Just by doing that, it's like, uh, I don't know, some kind of a release valve that all the pressure goes away. Yeah. And I'm just having such a good day so far. <laughs> I hope I don't need you today. Uh, the next question, <laughs> I'm going to have to come to your house and knock on your door. Mm -hmm. The next question is, okay, then say like we're like, okay, we're going to give our phone a timeout or us a timeout. We've yep. had enough. You put it down, you turn it off, whatever. Then how do you know when it's time that you're healthy enough again in your own soul to turn it back on, pick mm. it back up? Is there a, like, because you, you know, you'll do this for a while and then you'll be like, okay, I have a phone again. Yep, that's how correct. How do you know when it's time? Well, part of it is, so missing people that I, it's hard for me to communicate with because like they're out of town. Yeah. You know, childhood friends that I'm no longer near. Like I'll start to miss the actual relationships mm -hmm. that, you know, I mean, you could call them on the phone, but I also hate talking on the phone. So, I mean, it's to me, it's, it's you start to miss relationships and then you kind of go back to that. But see, then the problem is, then you go back to it and then, it's oh, I miss the relationships. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, oh, I miss scrolling Facebook no, for hours. Yeah, but we are, I think this is good. We're human. We're trying. Yes. At least we're trying and um, finding ways to make ourselves healthier, you know, in our like mind it. and in our soul. So if you want to be like Jonathan, I mean, this or, would be a good place to start. Or some version of it. You don't <laughs> have to put your yeah. phone on the shelf, yeah. but you can, you know, if you have the strength that I don't have, restrict yourself to an hour a day or something yeah, like that. that's good too.